0: Today is the 1st of March 2018, the day of the year we commemorate Maga Puja. This day falls on the full moon of the third lunar month. We should all know that it is one of the holy days in the Buddhist calendar. On this day, the Buddha gave the teaching that is considered the heart of the Buddhist religion. The essence of these teachings are not to do any evil, to cultivate the good, and to make the mind clean and pure. So what does this mean, not to do any evil? These days, technology is so advanced, and with this, it is even easier for people to engage in the bad, unskillful, or evil actions. If one isn't happy with another, then they can quickly go and send a message to harshly criticize them. This is the breaking of one's sila or morality, specifically the precept of musawada or wrong speech. Usually, when there are unskillful thoughts in the mind, this is bad conduct in the mind. But in the past, we wouldn't let it out into our speech or actions. But these days when there is bad or unskillful thoughts in the mind, we let it out into the world of social media. We let others receive and know about it. This is a mind that is hot and is unwholesome. We let it out in our actions and if we record and send our voice then it's through our speech. So from the thoughts in the mind it becomes unskillful conduct in our body, speech and mind. It happens really easily. In this modern era, the Buddha still taught us to give up all that is bad and evil in terms of our body, speech and mind. In the past, there were many who had sila dhamma or a normal level of morality. For instance, King Bimbisara, the king of Rajagaha in the Buddha's time and three segments of his accompanying retinue who listened to the Dhamma of the Buddha attained to becoming Sotapannas or stream enterers and one segment became firmly established in the triple gem. This is similar to what you chanted earlier taking refuge in the Buddha Dhamma Sangha by chanting Puthang Dhammang Sanghang Saranang Kachami and tuti Yampi Tati Yampi for the second and third time. In the time of the Buddha, there were many of the population of the city of Rajagaha who were firmly established in Sila Dhamma. But these days, though there are rapid advancements in technology, Sila Dhamma, this level of normal morality has disappeared the practice of getting rid of evil cultivating the good is even less but no matter how it is in the world many of you have come today that are determined to practice getting rid of evil cultivating the good and purifying the mind today this hall is full there is no less than 400 people probably 500 people here Your intentions to get rid of evil, do good and purify the mind is something praiseworthy and for that I rejoice with you. When you sit meditation here together and undertake the five moral precepts, then you have given up evil in terms of body and speech. In terms of the mind, you know the in and out breath, keeping control over the mind then the evil and unskillfulness is gotten rid of in body, speech and mind. Our determination to keep the five moral precepts is in the area of merit. It's like by avoiding evil, doing good and training our mind to have samadhi or concentration, our merits grow. And this training our mind is very important. Why? Because our minds can't stay still. It thinks thoughts of the past and thoughts of the future. The old memories they come up, and we think over it. There are memories that we like arise, and we think and ponder over it. There are memories we don't like, and we think and ponder over these. They arise in the present. Happiness and suffering arises in the present. But at this time now, we establish knowing with the in. And out breath. When the breath comes in, we internally recite But, and when the breath goes out, we internally recite To, determined to maintain mindfulness with our breath. Or before we develop mindfulness in this way, we can think of goodness, the goodness that we have done in the past. It can be dhana, or our generous actions, or the seela the morality that we determine to keep or the meditation that we have done and by doing this the feelings of rapture arises fills and floods the mind so we think of these things first as the object of the mind some people who practice generosity gain a lot of inner joy from this and when they think of these generous actions at any time then peace arises within. This is called merit that arises from bhavana or meditation. You can recollect the morality you have determined to keep and the mind feels full. The heart is full of peace and joy. This is meditation, the training to develop samadhi already. So it can be the generosity of that we did in the past or the five moral precepts we have undertaken to keep we think back and recollect on it and it becomes our meditation object we gain feelings of rapture a feeling of fullness and joy the hairs standing on end the tears flowing uncontrollably the body that feels very light all over Sometimes the body is so light that the mind floats outside of the body. And sometimes we come back to the body and see this body as not attractive and not beautiful. The mind that goes out of the body is another type of body. It is beautiful like the body of a dewa or divine being. But it still comes back to the physical human body that is dirty. But we continue to use it because we need to keep building goodness. This is possible and is the subject of Samadhi. If we continue to train in goodness and the body and mind is light through building goodness, this is cultivating goodness to the fullest. When we do it more often, just thinking of doing merit, and we feel internally full and happy. Sometimes we have to quickly do these acts of goodness because we feel the heart is full. The samadhi that arises is like this. So we all should recollect our goodness in the beginning of the meditation and then establish the mind on our breath until the mind becomes still and peaceful. And where will wisdom arise? The wisdom arises at the place where we have mindfulness that knows that the mental proliferations are not us. We will see it as simply conventions. Like we are building this chedi here. It is 45 meters tall and 16 meters wide and with the veranda it is 28 meters wide in total. Here we may think that the chedi is big and really high. But if we compare with others they have buildings constructed even higher than this. Some buildings that they are constructing They make to go to a height of one kilometer. That is one thousand meters. Ours is then really small. Or others make a chedi smaller than this one. So if we don't proliferate anymore, then this chedi isn't small or big. If we want a chedi bigger than this, then this chedi is too small. But if we want a chedi smaller than this one, then this chedi is now too big. It is the mind that proliferates, that constructs the labels of big and small in the heart. When we see things as just right, all things are anicca, dukkha, anatta, impermanent, unsatisfactory and not self. It's all emptiness. There is no being, person, self, me or them. Here we see conventions. Then the mind becomes liberated and here arises wisdom. So, in the day we need to have moments where we see things in this way. Sometimes we see things too positively and at other times too negatively. Then we need to see things more in the middle till the mind gets empty. Here wisdom arises. Here the mind becomes clean. So it's all about building up wholesome qualities of generosity, morality, concentration, mindfulness and wisdom. We are letting go of evil. Humans are all born having greed. But we do giving. And then we can give up evil or unskillfulness. And it isn't that we give and we want to gain more heavenly results than we have done. We give 100 baht. And want to get back 1 million baht. This doesn't add up. It isn't equal. We give and we give up that attachment to that wealth. The mind is then at ease and has inner joy. This is merit that is full. If it's giving that has wanting to get something in return. Then the merit is small. It becomes greed in giving. Or foolish merit. The merit is too foolish. We have to give in order to give up this self. We share with others and do it with a heart of loving kindness. We don't harm oneself. We don't harm others. And we don't give in order to look good. We are not giving to compete with others. But we are competing to give up this sense of self. This feeling of me and mine. This is called doing dhana. Not just dhana by giving money. It's also practices through helping out providing services to the monastery or for public benefit. All the sacrificing we do is all dana. When we do this often, then we don't have the greed that wants to have the wealth of others to be our own. We give up selfishness to one level. We have sila or morality. Just like today you have sila and have undertaken to maintain sila. And if someone comes to tell us off or criticize us, what would we do? Let's say that we didn't do what they blamed us for. We then have to endure it patiently. In the teaching on Magapuja, the Buddha taught kanti paramang that patient endurance is a quality that is the greatest incinerator of the mental defilements. So try to endure And see what happens. We do something good. And they say we didn't do good. Can we bear it? Can we endure it? Our Buddha. Who was the highest. And the best. There is no one as good as the Buddha. But he still had to receive criticism. And blame by people. The Buddha gave them his metta. His loving kindness. The Buddha didn't personally receive that criticism and blame. When he didn't receive it, then the person who gave it had to receive it back. That is, the karma of that action. The Buddha said to one Brahmin who criticized the Buddha, If one doesn't receive a gift that you give him, where will that gift go? The Brahmin answered back to me. Then the Buddha said, Now... You criticize and blame me, and if I don't receive it, then this you also have to take it back. The Brahman was able to regain his mindfulness and thought of it in the right way. Even the Buddha, who was a great person, a fully enlightened Buddha, had pure loving kindness and compassion with no bounds and no equal, still had to receive criticism. When I was with Venerable Ajahn Chah, I had to hear people complain. Ajahn Chah is an arahant. Why does he have so much greed then and want so much land? At that time, in Wat Nongpapong, it had around 80 acres inside the monastery wall. And Ajahn Chah bought the surrounding villagers' land and extended the monastery walls outside. The villagers just wanted to be close to Ajahn Chah. But... Ajahn Chah foresaw that in the future the material and worldly development would encroach on the monastery and it wouldn't be peaceful anymore. So he expanded the monastery first. He expanded the land outside the inner wall one more level so that Wat Nong Pong would be peaceful for much longer. But the villagers didn't know because that time not many people came to the monastery. So they criticized that Ajahn Chah is an Arahant. Why does he have so much greed and want so much land? But Ajahn Chah was unmoved. Because he knew what he was doing. But for us, if we receive criticism, can we put it down? If we can't put it down, then the mind is still averse. This is normal, but we need to endure it. The Buddha taught that patient endurance is the highest incinerator of the defilements. You can see the mind that is hot and we want to argue and complain back. We want to harm them back. If we follow this, then there is unskillfulness arising on both sides. These days, can you see on the road just a small incident and someone takes out a knife or a gun and shoots them? And someone has to die. It's really dangerous on the road. There are people rushing. People speeding. People being selfish. People with mental defilements. People not giving in to anyone. There is no thinking of not doing any evil. No thinking that they'll endure and be patient. So we have to be very careful when we go out on the road. Being Dhamma practitioners, if we meet anything bad and harmful then we must have endurance and loving kindness if they want to go ahead then let them go first they are suffering they must have some type of suffering to make them rush like that we maintain our mind with mindfulness well established it's the training sometimes if we have anger come up then endure it and bear it why So that we will train our minds to reach Nibbāna. The Buddha said, Nibbāna is the highest of all. When we let go of evil, do good and purify the mind, we want to go to Nibbāna. So then in the beginning, we need to patiently endure first. Try it. When we do this every day, every month, every year, then... We will be at ease. When there is one person who is peaceful on the road. Then it can be peaceful. Because we have Sila Dhamma. Like here you gather together 500 people. And we are peaceful in body and speech. Can you see? It's not noisy. It's quiet. This is peaceful in body, speech and mind. It's like we are truly paying homage On this holy day, the Buddha gave the Owada Padimoka sermon to 1,250 monks who were all Arahants, who came together without any prior notice. And this occasion didn't arise easily at all. In our Buddha's time, this only occurred once. On this day, the Buddha gave the principles of the Buddha's teachings. So, we give our homage to this and recollect them. I anumotana and rejoice with all of you. May you be determined today that you will give up all evil, cultivate the good and purify the mind, and that you will have the utmost patient endurance. This is giving homage to the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha. May this determination of yours be the cause for all of you to gain Nibbana. May you all grow in blessings.